Welcome to the Calvary Cast, a podcast from Calvary Bible Church in Grand Junction, Colorado. At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of His people, and the Great Commission. Hello, 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 listeners of the Calvary Cast. It's a monthly episode, basically. We are in the dog days of summer at the 1st of June. Yep, and it's hot. It is hot. And I am your hot host, Graham Parker. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. Yeah, good transition. And uh, my co-host Jess Miller. See now, if you if you were good at like um, doing the sound effects and that, or if we had a guy here like a Ooh, radio yeah, show a, does a of that producer, as soon as you said "I am your hot whatever," then he'd have like the sound of women going ooh. Well, I could edit that in after the fact. Yeah, try it. I could do that, but that Let's would see. be a little weird. Yeah, but when it's live, like I I always appreciate those yes. when it's on a radio show exactly. or something. It's yeah. kind of funny. No, that would be very funny. Uh, but hot as in temperature. That's right. Wise. It is warm. Although I think my wife would say the other. That it's not hot enough? Oh, no, that I'm hot. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this just got real weird real maybe fast. She would. <clears throat> wow. Well, it's been a little while, but this is episode 57. Wow. That's amazing. Two and a half years it took us to get to 57 episodes. Yeah. And... uh yeah, still as mediocre as ever. Right. To find our mediocre rhythm, it has taken us two and a half years. Yes. So. And to kind of find out, decide what we're going to do mm-hmm. and be and And we still we don't know. This. Maybe this, maybe that's what we are. We're just a mediocre podcast where every once in a while we talk about things that we want to talk about and we don't feel any pressure to put these out as regularly as we would like. Right. And maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. We don't know. And it's for our church. And it's, it's for It's always our church. been that way. So it's just people that know us listening. Yep. So today, though, we're doing something new. Yep. We are going to the movies. <laughs> we go. are doing our very best. Summer movie time. Summer movie reviews. Maybe this should be a series. Not. <laughs> uh, we're going to do. Who are those uh, movie reviewer guys that used to have the TV show like Rob, Roger and Ebert? Or yeah, something? Roger and Ebert. Ebert? Yeah. I think so. So you could be Roger and I'll be Ebert. And you do like a thumbs up or two thumbs up or a yeah. thumbs down, two or thumbs down. Or a Rotten right? Tomatoes score, you know. Right. Movie critics are always annoying. When they say it's a bad movie, I usually assume it's good. Yes. If a movie has ever won a wa- an Oscar or something, I'm like not going to watch that. Right. Especially in the last like 10 years. Because they come into some of these movies like, like with this, like they're analyzing some poetry or some work yeah, of art or something and it was just it's just a stupid action movie right. that's supposed to be a stupid right. action movie exactly and then they give it like yep. oh this is just a stupid action movie it's like yep. well that's what they were going to. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i wanted that's to what see i want or, i want to just be entertained with a stupid action movie right, right so uh so yeah i don't know if it's good we're not movie critics so our review will be good and it's really not a movie, right? It's nope. on the show The Chosen. The Chosen. So this new series, which it's is more of a TV series. It is a TV series, which it has taken the Christian movie sphere by storm, I could say in a sense. Right. Like any popular Christian thing that comes out, it does make its way through yeah. the Christian circles. And I and I think both of us have had a, a number of people that have asked if we watched this. 
uh, or have recommended it to us or, you know, thought, what do we, what do we think about it? And to be honest, I have not wanted to watch this show. Right. Because you were, (laughs) because I, you thought maybe you'd be disappointed, maybe aggravated by certain, most Christian movies like drive me nuts. Yes. And so I think we're in agreement on this fact. Uh, but it was one of those things where it, it was gaining enough traction and I think enough people were interested in it or people in our church have watched it and different mm-hmm. things. We thought maybe we, we should. It's worth looking at yeah. and, and having an opinion if you're a pastor sure. about it. Right. So, so that's what we're going to do. Yep. And we decided though, okay, so let's, how many episodes have we had? Like 57 or something? Of our podcast? Yeah. Yes. This okay, is so, 57th. So if we go back like 50 probably 55 episodes ago <laughs> we did a book review and we did this whole thing about how we were going oh, to yeah. burn it bash burn it. it bash it or buy it or something, something or yeah, whatever yeah. and in these two and a half years i think we have grown mm-hmm. and we have realized that's kind we, of a jerk move yeah we don't want to be jerks mm-hmm. and we made fun of christian music one time and we had a yes dear brother friend say hey you sound that really like bothered jerks. me i i like that song and here's why and i was like oh man i feel like a jerk <laughs> and i was like i don't want to be a jerk no. so uh, we have to keep that that kind of jerk banter <laughs> behind the scenes <laughs> and not put it out on right we we don't want to yeah we don't want to come across that way no we don't uh, so on this we're approaching it very cautiously because mm-hmm. you know at least one of the people that have talked to me about it uh, really enjoy it. Yeah. And they, they've they've been... Uh, well, and people I know and love have right. really enjoyed it and yeah. found it very good. So, we're yeah, we're not trying to be jerks. We're not just trying to bash it because we're kind of like fundamentalists at heart or something like that. Right. But we're not... We don't want to always just assume because something <laughs> yeah. is mainstream yeah. Christian and popular. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> we kind of default to that way. We're kind of like, oh, if other people like it, it must be terrible. We should yeah. be going into it with more optimism. Exactly. Like, let's see what God <clears throat> can do with this. Right. You know? And so, um, that's what we're trying to do here. That's what we're trying to do. So maybe we should start with positives. Yes. Are there positive things from the show? Well, first of all, have you... I have just You've for disclosure, en- I've yeah. watched the entire first season. And I have not quite finished the first season. So you got through a number of episodes. I've got it through so a number of episodes, so I feel like get a, yeah, an idea of what's going on. And things because like that. now they have the second season, right. and they're promoting for the third. So the right. way this, it looks like the way this goes down is they raise the money. Yeah. They Then once they get the money, they make the yeah. season or it's whatever. It's a crowdfunding thing. It's actually a really brilliant yep. uh, way to make a show And like as this. you're watching it, there's like a deal that says right on mm-hmm. there, like, this is how much we've yeah. raised, this is what you know so um that's how they do it well anyway so they've got two seasons done they're going to third i haven't watched the second season i probably won't yeah okay but i did watch the whole first season and the positives are you know as we mentioned earlier it's not cheesy no it's well made it is really well made i think that's the thing that both of us when most christian movies in my experience are just so cheesy yeah. and the storylines are terrible. The acting is terrible. The it's plot kind of is, cringy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yet so many Christians, like I think sometimes flocked because we want to see quality, like art being made. Right. We want to support those things. So Christians will go flock to it, but it's usually bad. Yeah. And then, so, or, and that's especially true of the biblical based ones. Yes. So I can, I, I've watched on TV a couple of times, you know, just caught little snippets of shows on Christian ch- channels trying mm. to do redo mm-hmm. like Book of Acts or mm-hmm. something like that. And to me, it was just, this is just really bad right. to watch. I mean, it's not, 
it, it's yeah, it did it doesn't do it. But this was this is really, in my opinion, you know, for what it is and and that um, well made. Yeah, and it's not hard to watch. Right, exactly. It's, it's not cringy at all. And I thought, yep. I mean, to me, the acting again. I'm no the critic on these things, but the acting was. You know, seem to be pretty good yeah. and and different things. So so that was good. So it doesn't embarrass Christians, yeah. in other words. Yeah. So I think that's positive. I think uh, I think it does a good job of trying to really set the historical context. Right. You know, I think they I think they try to really be accurate to that, and and that can be helpful. Yeah. So that's a, that's a positive as well. Well, in the yeah, so they did research for it. Right. And There's a lot of research. There, is there are some it. things that they draw out that um that help you you know, understand what was kind of going on mm-hmm. among like some of the between, cultural aspects. Yeah. Jews and, and Romans at that time. And, uh, you know, those kinds of things I think were, that can be actually pretty helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, there were moments in it, especially to me, like with when Jesus would interact mm-hmm. with, uh, someone and a, a well-known st- account of what mm-hmm. he did, you know, like uh, Nicodemus, Nicodemus or the, um, the uh, paralytic mm. I- at the pool of Siloam. You mm-hmm. you probably didn't get that I far didn't back, get quite that far. but that was you know I um I actually was that a snippet of season two that somebody showed me that might not have even been in season one. I okay. think that's season two and somebody just showed me that. Yeah. But anyway, um, there's some touch. Y- mm-hmm. It's touching. Yeah. And and you it personalizes Jesus in a way that you you we do have to understand like when you read it in the Bible you're thinking. It, you you're in your imagination you're supposed to be personalizing mm-hmm. him this is human mm-hmm. all this is how ha- all that happened in the scriptures happened in the context of real human beings with real lives mm-hmm. who had real human responses to what these situations mm-hmm. and that would have included jesus mm-hmm. and i think a lot of the uh the portrayals of jesus on some of these you know like i remember the abc specials of jesus you know that used to come mm-hmm. out when i was a kid and that or the jesus films yeah, like yeah it's he wasn't personable enough mm. he he was very i don't know how to describe it yeah weird or standoffish or almost mm. creepy mm. and they they chose a jesus that you know um didn't fit those stereotypes like sure. you would see and and he was he's personable okay. he's likable sure yeah know? and um i'm assuming jesus by those who knew him was likable mm-hmm. you know we don't know what jesus right. personality was no. but, and then so but some of those interactions um to see the emotion on people's faces like when he could walk or you know uh, the woman at the well mm-hmm. um some of these interactions or like with nicodemus mm-hmm. to see the emotion of it and they did a good job at, mm-hmm. at bringing that out mm-hmm. so we can give some yeah some positive it's wholesome it, yeah things like that yeah and lo- uh, many of the things jesus said they're quoting word right. from word from yes. the gospels yep which i think is good yes uh they you know in some of those interactions and his teaching and that they're they're quoting quoting right. him. they're not like uh completely rejecting the biblical text right in their in their attempts to raise retell the life of jesus right the the text seems to be the base <laughs> sure. upon which they're putting out and from the little I've seen of the the creator of this mm-hmm. and some interviews with him, that was the purpose. Sure, like yeah. It's it's trying to bring out the text. Yeah. Uh, okay, so those would be some of the, the positive takeaways. So then what would be maybe some concerns that you would have, things like that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, there are a few things as I, as I personally watch it, and you can chime in on mm-hmm. this as well, obviously, but 
the first thing that becomes a kind of an issue for me is that this actor who's playing Jesus, mm-hmm. his demeanor, his personality, his responses, little things he adds in that weren't in the Bible mm-hmm. in these situations, there's a danger that he becomes Jesus to mm-hmm. you. Okay, yeah. so every time you're reading the Bible now, that actor and his his individual portrayal of who right. Jesus was right. and his personality is going to become your Jesus. Mm. And although we would love to know what Jesus looked like, we would love to know if he smiled a lot mm-hmm. or how he acted in mm-hmm. that situation or whatever. Did he tell jokes? Did he tell some jokes? Mm-hmm. And was he funny? Mm-hmm. We'd love to know that, but we just don't know right. that. So there is a danger almost of idolatry in this. Mm. And I know that sounds serious, but it's true. It's like we we could create an image of a Jesus mm. now based on this Yeah movie and we're like looking at the scriptural texts of Jesus and we're bringing that into it. We're superimposing that. We're superimposing and yeah. now all of a sudden in our minds and hearts we love a Jesus that isn't really the Jesus mm. yeah. who is there. Right? Yeah. Well I think that happens with actually all of the characters to a sense because they are trying to put uh, flesh and bone in a sense right on what we only have words for you know the scriptures don't tell us how peter related to his wife they don't tell us that matthew could have been you know on the autism scale as a tax collector we don't we don't get any of that and so they're giving us new ways to process what we're reading in the gospel accounts so then when we go to the gospel accounts we almost can see that is that right yeah well and that's that's an important point because all of the backstory they added Mm -hmm. There's no clarification in the in the um, the show the video yeah. the shows that that's just fill in backstory right. that probably didn't happen right okay and that's like what ninety five percent of the show yeah and that was the thing that kind of surprised me actually was how long it took to get into even bringing Jesus right. into the scene. I mean, we're three or four episodes in before you're even getting to a biblical text. Yep, yep. everything with Nicodemus, yep. everything with Peter, Peter and his wife. Yep. Uh, Peter the, and the Romans. Peter and the yep. Romans, a taxation. Matthew, the connection right. there, Matthew yep. to Peter, yep. all this. In in what I'm under, From what I understand, a, a, a large portion of the people that are watching this show mm-hmm. don't read the Bible. Right. So they have no idea that what part of this they're seeing is from the Bible and yep. what's not. Yep. So and, that yeah. seems to be an issue to me. Uh, and I think I think it is. And I understand why they do that. Because you can't have a good story without background and things mm-hmm. like that. So that's, that's why, you know, I, I really think what they're trying to do is an impossible task, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're trying to, to tell a, a story from the Bible, but in order to do it in the form that they're doing it, you need character development you need all those things that's what makes it an enjoyable show to right, watch right. is they've added all of those elements yep. but again i think that there is an inherent danger in doing that yeah because especially for those who don't read their bibles uh they don't know that that didn't happen yep and i you know i i'm thinking about what paul says in first timothy one and he says to timothy you know there shouldn't be any different teaching than what he's laid out and they're not to give themselves to myths and endless genealogies. Mm-hmm. And those myths were like, from what we understand, 
most likely. They were Jewish legends. This is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Jewish legends about the characters of the Bible. And uh, there were many of these in rabbinic teaching and different things. And when they were originally made up, okay, so it would be about Abraham doing something mm-hmm. that wasn't in the Bible. Mm-hmm. When they were originally made up, they were, they were made up to actually, um, from, from my research in this and, and what I've seen in the past, they were made up to actually support the biblical text. So, mm. um, but, they, but nobody knew whether it was true sure. or not. All they knew what was true is what they found in Scripture. Yeah. So, so the problem is, is what we think was going on uh, when Paul was writing to Timothy is that some of them were getting carried away with these and they would actually get up and that's what they're teaching. Mm. Well, certainly some of them might be more entertaining, so to speak, or mm-hmm. whatever than what mm-hmm. you find in the text. And I think the problem is people are going to watch a show and they're saying that, you know, I, I was watching an interview with uh, the director of this and, and a couple other people. And, and he was saying, yeah, we're getting reports all the time that actually people that didn't read their Bible would watch a show and then now yeah, they, they want to yeah, read the Bible yeah. again. What I suspect is that they they found all this emotion in the show, a lot of the backstory emotion, mm-hmm. things that we didn't even we can't even be sure if this happened, the emotion of the characters, the portrayal of them. They were entertained to a mm-hmm. degree with this, and it created emotion in them like any good movie or sure. TV show is gonna do. And they're gonna go into the Bible and they're gonna find it boring. Mm. Okay. And this and this leads me to this next concern that I have, which is the added backstory with this whole thing really taking up about 95%. I think that'd be accurate. 95% backstory. And then all of a sudden I had to get to Jesus in a biblical interaction. That was really what mm. I was looking forward yeah. to watching. Yeah, yeah. I'd want to get to that. And uh, they'd have the backstory that was uh, entertaining and all that. That's there to undergird uh, the scripture or whatever. And the problem is, is I think that diminishes the sufficiency of scripture Mm -hmm. Uh, it's and isn't that really the basis of the whole seeker sensitive entertainment driven Mm -hmm. model right Mm -hmm. is the bible's really not enough because people it's kind of boring to people so let's surround it with entertainment Mm -hmm. and make it appealing to people Mm -hmm. make it come alive in a new way right Mm -hmm. and you know that is that's problematic because that's not the way God designed his right. word. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like, we have God's revelation in a written form, and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have it in any other way, and there's a reason for that. And the means by which uh, we know God is through his word, and then he's given, okay, we we, we have the, the, the Holy Spirit who helps us understand it, and then he has gifted people to be able to teach it, and preaching is a primary means of teaching and proclamation and things like that. And so those are the means by which we know God and know his word. Mm-hmm. And those are sufficient. Yeah. I I, th- I think. I don't think we need other That's things. right. And those are the means by which he has chosen mm-hmm. to both bring people to saving faith and sustain, sustain saving faith. Right. Through simple reading and proclamation, right. teaching, exhortation from the text. Yes. So that all your points are coming from the text. The text isn't, you don't have, and then a lot of modern preaching too is criticized rightly, I think, because it's it's a little bit of text surrounded by a lot of stories. Yes. And that's yep. what people, they, yep. oh, I love this, this pastor. He's teacher. so engaging and he's funny. He's engaging and like yep. he's funny and he, he brings in lots of stories mm-hmm. because that 
preacher feels like he needs those stories. Right. right. Uh, because the text really isn't sufficient. Right. And we're not against an illustration sure. or even a rightfully placed story, but the the main component of preaching is the word. Yep. So you're just saying what it's saying. Yep. You're you're teaching it to right. the people, right? Yep. And, and uh, well, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. It must have been a lie, according <laughs> to my grandma. <laughs> so anyway, okay, so first concern is um, just that we read our Bibles and we see it through the lens of the chosen. Mm-hmm. Second concern is there's kind of a, a issue of maybe a sufficiency of scripture that, that comes into play here. Right. Uh, other, any other concerns? Because we, uh, the, the other thing is, and, to, and just to end with mm-hmm. that part, or at least to add to that part, um, if, if you are driven by the emotion of this show and you keep going through this or whatever, you are going to sense your need of that more and more. Mm. The thing with the thing with those emotional experiences that we have and uh, they can be very addicting. People yeah. in churches that um they they'll bear testimony to this. They go, they've gone to a church where it was just emotionally driven. A lot, mm. a lot of times in charismatic movements mm. have a certain experience. Mm. And what they found was they're always pursuing that yes. experience. And you're not going to find that grand emotional experience all the time in the simple reading of your word at yeah. home or or, uh, or listening to a message mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and you're going to want some help in getting that mm-hmm. emotional thing going. And I'm worried that a program like the, like the, uh, the uh, chosen. chosen is going to just add to that. Sure. And people will find themselves, instead of reading their Bibles, just wanting to rewatch the season, yeah. and this is their devotional time. I'm just worried about yeah. that. I'm not saying I know that's going to happen. But uh, seeking emotional experiences is really right. a dangerous thing. Right. There's a caution, a caution to be had there. Right. I think the thing that I was going to say that I remembered was um, people might hear us talking about the sufficiency of Scripture and the primary teaching, uh, being preaching and different things like that. That's how God has designed for his word to be taught and understood. And they might respond with, well, can't the Lord use something like the chosen Mm -hmm. to bring people to faith in Christ? Mm -hmm. And I think absolutely, yes. I think that all down through history, we've seen the Lord use all kinds of different things. I mean, Mm -hmm. how many stories of people like, you know, sitting on their TV and watching like a Billy Graham evangelistic crusade Mm -hmm. and giving their lives to Christ or, you know, watching something like the Jesus film, you know, missionaries used to take that into the jungle and mm-hmm. show that and you, mm-hmm. all of those different things. So the Lord can use those things. We're not denying that. Right. Is it the wisest and best means? Right. No. Right. And I think, you know, Paul even says this like in Philippians one, right? That, that there are some who preach the gospel out of envy or how does he phrase that? Um, rivalry, rivalry, or deceit or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, not that he wants that to happen. Mm-hmm. He recognizes the Lord uses it in spite of right. bad intentions. Right. Or in our case, we might say the Lord can use something even through maybe not the best medium. Right. But I still think that there should be a caution there. That doesn't mean that we have to use that right, medium. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. That in, in God can save a person in a really bad church sure. without the gospel. Absolutely. They could be in the, you know, the liberal Methodist church and all of a sudden— read something in scripture and the spirit can cause them to be born again. That doesn't mean we condone what they're doing. We're not saying go to bad churches. Right. You might get saved. That's it. (laughs) That's it. So the Lord can certainly use this and yeah. And that, um, 
the other the the final thing that I'll draw that I that kind of caught is there there seems to be uh, this oh do I want to say humanistic element here what it mm. whatever it might be here here's what I mean by it okay okay I saw it in two places that concerned me and the first one was with Peter and the idea that Jesus saw something in him you know that he could be useful like. He saw this about G, uh, Peter, and Jesus had this conversation with Peter's wife, and then Peter's wife had told him, you know, Peter about, uh, you know, he saw what I've always seen in you or whatever. And that's a problem because Jesus doesn't choose and call and commission anyone based on what he sees in them. What he said to Peter was, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. It's not like Peter had this raw potential. Yeah, you're now Simon. Yeah. But you will be Peter the Rock, mm-hmm. right? I mm-hmm. mean, you're I'm going to take you and change you and make you mm-hmm. what you need to be. That's consistent through scripture. Yeah. That um these men, this is actually in our sermon this week, but the the 12 that were chosen were not remarkable, mm-hmm. spectacular, even useful <laughs> yeah. uh, in, in, for Jesus. That's not why they were chosen. If anything, it was because they weren't any of those things, and yeah. that's why Jesus chose them. So that our, um, like our, uh, our faith does not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, like Paul says, right? Mm. So that's the first thing. The other thing I saw, and this is another caution. I don't know how far they'll go with different things in this as the seasons go on. But when he's, uh, the, the deal with the woman at the well, so they give some mm. backstory to her. Jesus talks to her, and Jesus says to her something to the effect of, you know, your first husband, um, you know, you got married with all these expectations of gr- how great marriage was, and you were right, and then mm. he mistreated you, and then mm. that's why you know, you left him and then uh, the next one was okay and you left him and went to the next one and by now she's on her fifth husband. Right. Or the fifth one isn't even her, her husband. husband. She's right. just living with this guy. And so my problem with that is, first of all, that's not anywhere in the Bible mm-hmm. that that was the account. Mm-hmm. Everything in the scripture screams that she was just a blatant, adulterous, yeah. immoral right. sinner. Right. And here's Jesus going to show her mercy. Right. But what, I'm concerned about in in some modern Christianity is this victimization mm. of sinners. So, in other words, the reason you're with your fifth guy now right. is because this happened to you. Yep. Instead of what it just says is, you're right, and yep. the person you're with now isn't even your husband. Yep. And uh, she didn't take offense to that. Actually, there was joy yeah. that this man knew everything about her, and yeah. she's rejoicing that yeah. she's found a savior. So um, that that could be a problem yeah. because if they're if if the makers and writers of this show have that mentality that mm-hmm. you know people aren't really that bad, it's just that they've had bad things happen mm-hmm. to them, and that's mm-hmm. why they're doing these things. Mm-hmm. And we just need to understand that that miss that is miscommunicating what the Bible clearly teaches. Yes. That Romans three were totally depraved. Yeah. This is why we sin. You sin because you're a sinner. Right. That's it, right. and that's all. Yep. And what you need is a savior who loves sinners mm-hmm. and is compassionate to sinners and will will save them. Yeah. Does that? That, yeah, make sense? that totally makes sense. You know, and I think I have. If I were to have one concern that you haven't mentioned, that it would add on to that, it would be perhaps the theological persuasion of the makers. Right. So, and I think this is important. Uh, I watched a couple of different interviews. The maker is. 
Dallas Wilkins, I believe. And he is, he's an evangelical, I think we, uh, a brother in Christ. I think we probably have a lot of agreement with him. A part of the, the theological contributing team. So they had a team of people that would review their, their scripts. One is a Catholic priest. One is a, uh, converted. So he's a messianic, like Jewish rabbi. So he is, a. I'm assuming still like practices many Jewish things, but he's a Christian, uh, has some interesting beliefs theologically. And the other is a uh, evangelical scholar from Talbot Seminary, which would be probably a little bit more liberal than we would be comfortable with. So all that to say, that's helping form and shape some of their theological conclusions. And I know that Wilkins said in one of his interviews, he said, what we're trying to do is we're not trying to, we're just trying to tell the story of Jesus. Well, that is problematic to me because you can't just tell the story without interpreting it. Mm -hmm. The Bible is meant to be interpreted. So when you come to Jesus's interaction with the woman at the well, you are interpreting what it's meant to be interpreted. You can't just tell that. And so that that's going to come out, you know, and I even saw they did an interview. uh, He interviewed the Catholic priest and the evangelical scholar about how they depicted Mary. And it was he was very concerned, you know, with making sure that Mary wasn't like offensive to Catholics. Mm -hmm. And I thought, ah, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) this makes me nervous. Right. Um, So I think we need to be aware of those things as well. And then from that too, from the chosen has spun out uh, small group study materials, a couple devotional books. Um, And so people are taking the chosen's interpretation of scripture and studying the scripture through the lens of that. Yeah. Now, all of this, like, I think we need to say, like, in the context of, of our church, I think our church is full of people that are wise and discerning and are in their Bibles, and so when they go to the chosen, they're going to be discerning. But I would imagine about a, a large portion of people that are watching it are not discerning with their Bibles, because, in fact, one of the theological contributors said, the chosen, if you're one of those people that just wants the Bible, you're not going to like the chosen. <laughs> that should say, that sums it up. That right should there. be, like, yeah. the biggest red flag out there, like, right. oh, yeah. Um, so those, that would be kind of my final caution, yeah. I think in regards so to So we that. have more caution. We have more cautionary things to say about this than, than positive. Right. And, um, you know, we don't recommend it. Right. Really. I mean, I'm not recommending it, but yet if somebody watches it or whatever, I mean, that's fine. Just keep these, not fine, but just keep these, um, these cautions in your mind right. and be discerning. Right. Just be discerning. I yeah. think. Yeah, have that mindset as you're going in, you know, especially and and being the word like hopefully this does force you to go to the scripture, right? Um, and and to really test and see if the things you're seeing are right. true. Yep. And then also understand that as you watch it, it's gonna shape in a sense how you read the Bible, whether yep. you realize it or not. Right. Yeah. So, well, we hope we have been helpful in this and not jerks. <laughs> We've really no, uh, no, that's not our goal. We want to equip the people of our church to be discerning. We are people of the Word uh, primarily. First and foremost, we are to be shaped by the Word of God in everything we do, in everything we watch, all of those di- those different things. So that's that's really been our goal here. Uh, if you have questions or comments, uh, concerns or ideas, or want to interact with us more on this, you can always uh, email us if you're outside of our church at thecalvarycast at gmail.org or or gmail.com. I can't remember. The Calvarycast at gmail.com.org. If you're part of our church, though, you can come up and talk to us in person. Send us a text. Give us a phone call. We'd love to hear from you. 
At Calvary, we exist for the glory of God, the good of his people, and the Great Commission. So until next time. Thank you.